Hello hockey fans in the United States of Newfoundland. Welcome to Raking the Leafs with your hosts Brody and Booch. What is going on Leafs Nation and what is going on hockey fans everywhere and that pretty much sums up last night's game for myself i was excited as all hell for the stadium series the pageantry was beautiful everything was great and as they say in wrestling terms and then the bell rang so i guess we could say and then the puck dropped because somebody forgot to tell the leafs that they were supposed to actually play a game so yeah, that was god-awful, and we're not going to spend much time talking on that. We're going to keep it a positive show, but over to Booch. Uh, Booch, what would you think of the game last night? The only bright spot was when the lights went. And that is saying something, when the lone bright spot of the game is when it goes completely dark in the arena. Now, I, for one, was a fan of the sweaters going into the game. And then once it was on my TV, I still like the concept and the look, but I did not like them on TV. I, fuck, I could barely see. It was kind of blurry. It was just, it didn't work. I saw a picture today on Facebook of Tyler Bozak in his white sweater and the Pillsbury Doughboy. And it asked, who wore white better? <laughs> That 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 I, yeah I seen a couple on Twitter too with the the Pillsbury Doughboy thing it just yeah you know it's just not good. Hitter is that the? No, I'm a uh, I'm trying the new to add some life to the show. I'm trying uh, a soundboard, if you will. Oh, okay. You can hear those good though. Yeah. Okay, that's just on the iPad, and I'm just pushing buttons. Um, yeah, so in this show, as you'll see in the title, and as we mentioned in the last show, and I hope everybody enjoyed the show, and thanks for checking it out again. We appreciate it. As we talked about in our last show, we recapped the week that was. We covered the Matthews injury, all things trade deadline, lease space, which wasn't much, and the entire National Hockey League. And, yeah, covered the Florida trip. So anyway, yeah, the Leafs have now lost three in a row, and for the first time in quite some time, haven't picked up a point in a game. But is it time to uh, time to push the proverbial ban or uh, panic button? Because Jesus Christ, they, like Babs, Babs made him practice today on a Sunday, which is almost unheard of in the NHL because they looked like a bag of dog shit last night. Yeah, it was terrible. And, yeah, I agree. And I don't know. Usually I enjoy the outdoor games, but it must have been, I don't know if it was the stadium or something. That game was tough to, like, the Kadri goal. I didn't even fucking see that puck go in. I didn't even really see him shoot. All of a sudden, Marner's got his hands up in the air. I'm like, the hell just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. It was just like sloppy ice. I've never seen Freddie play that bad. 
I mean, and uh, shout out to Alexander Ovechkin. Um, that's what. What did they say? That was his his ninth ninth forty goal season. No, more than that. No, I think it no. was his ninth. Ninth. And he's up to five hundred ninety-eight goals or whatever it is in his career. And as we mentioned in the last goal or the last episode, best goal scorer I think we've both ever seen. Pure goal scorer. Yep. That ain't even close. Yeah, and like in our previous episode, it was we gave a shit or props to Alexander Ovechkin. So I wanted to see him once my five nothing prediction was out the window. Which didn't I, take long. <laughs> and once I realized we were going to lose that game, I wanted to see him hit 600. I was, wouldn't that have been something, though? Hit 600 outdoors? That would have been awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it was. I was kind of the same way. I'm like, well, you might as well get 600. Everybody seems to get fucking milestones against Toronto, or they used to anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we're, like I said, we're going to do. Uh, what made us fall in love with the Leafs? Why we watched the Leafs through the dumpster fire that was the mid 2000s till the mid 2010s. <laughs> painful decade. Um, also, we're going to have a couple. We'll, we'll do a rough thing of it. It's just something I'm thinking now. We'll do like our three stars of the week. It doesn't have to be like, you know, guys that had unbelievable. A combination of guys that had unbelievable shit off the ice and un- and great stuff on the ice, whatever we want to do. So we're not going to do the actual three stars because I just sprung it upon Booch. But, like, for an example, if I had two people this week, one would be Sean Monahan, one would be Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall would be because of the friggin' streak he's on. Sean Monahan would be because of that. I don't know if you've seen it, but that kid that was walking around Chinook Center with where he had the hand-drawn Monahan shirt... Yeah, I give Montag credit for that. Then they tracked him down, and then they had brought the whole family in, and they met Bennett, and they met Monahan, and he signed everything, and they made him cards, and he put them up in his locker. But that's that proves Monahan's a class act, and it proves something I've been saying for years, and everybody that knows hockey knows it. When it comes to the community, the Calgary Flames organization is probably second to nobody in the NHL. They're the best. I, I, so basically, I guess if my three stars would be Hall for his performance this week, Monty for that, and the Flames organization probably for just being top-notch in the community. So. Clap, clap. I'd agree with two of the three, Hall and Monaghan. And then I'd like to just say... The local Heritage Junior B Hockey League, I'd like to give them a star because the Coldale Copperheads recently lost a player in a car accident and the whole league's rallied around it and everything and just shows hockey's one big brotherhood. So, Absolutely. So, To the Jungle B League. <laughs> yeah, my brother was saying he went to the game last night and he was saying... A kid that passed away. What was it? something wrong? Is uh, when they started their rally in Game Six, they like scored at the twenty-six minute mark, or what was his number? Twenty-six. Yeah, it was like the twenty-six minute and twenty-six second 
of yeah. the game or some crazy <laughs> thing. So I don't know if you believe in that stuff, but yeah, it's just you, you see it all the time. Um, sports in general are one big, one big family, one big brotherhood, if you will. So yeah, that that's a new segment we'll be working on. We'll get the kicks or the kinks, sorry, if you will, out of it as we progress. So um, as we also start the show, uh, another shout out to local boy and not friend of the show yet because I don't think he hears the the show, but friend of ours, Brandon Davidson, on scoring his first goal as a New York Islander. And Davey, if you ever listen to this, boy, Jesus, you couldn't have scored a more beautiful goal. Was it? I didn't see it. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check this out. He's coming in. He shoots one at the net on the half wall. The pins goalie trips over his own feet and it goes between <laughs> his legs. <laughs> but they all well, look the same on the score yeah. sheet. <laughs> Davey, they all count the same. As far as it's concerned on the score sheet, you let a 102 mile an hour slap shot go from the point and went barred down. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, definitely check it out though. It's I watched it and I started laughing and I'm like, there's no way. And I'm listening to the broadcast and it's the Islanders coverage. And they're like, I think he tripped over his own feet. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I watched it again. I'm like, damn, son of a bitch tripped and fell. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I guess another news. Pittsburgh in trouble? <laughs> if Murray's no. out extended period of time? Because since Murray went down, they are giving up a shit ton of goals. Too bad we don't play them soon. Yeah, they'd actually be a game that we could probably get out of a slump. Because I'm just looking here, and they want to give up. They give well, they only give up two to the Islanders last night, but didn't they give up a shitload to was it Boston? Yeah, gave up eight or something the other night. Yeah, eight, lost four. eight four. And yeah, he's got a concussion, so concussions always scare me with goalies. Like, he might clear all the protocol, but then he takes a slap shot off the freaking dome again. Hey, we don't have Paul Ra- you don't have Paul Ranger shooting pucks in practice at his head. He's all good. Yeah, and Leaf fans all know too well about goalies and concussions. And There was that tough, was that tough year with Reimer after this great breakout year, and then Gets run over first game of the year. Fucking Brian Gionta, that little puke. <laughs> and then it was all freaking downhill from there. So, yeah, sorry, we're not going into negative. So, moving on to the to the main event of the show. And I've kind of been doing this with my wrestling show. And I think it's a good way that in the wrestling podcast that I do, the Jabroni Jabber podcast... We do topic-based things, and then we also do, like, um, you know, favorite whatever, like I said, for the people that listen to the show to get to know us and where we come from with our background there. So, kind of doing the same thing here. Generally, we do, the show will be the week that was in uh, Leaf World, but in this one, since we recorded on Thursday, and it's Sunday already, not a hell of a lot's happened in that short span. So we figured, what made us Leaf fans? 
Why are we Leaf fans? Why do we love the Leafs? Why did we stay with the Leafs through the freaking JFJ era? And yeah, basically this is a and, and it'll turn into earliest memories. In my case, things that actually brought me back. Because I didn't remember being a Leaf fan when I was a kid, but apparently I was. Because I only ever remember being a Flames fan, but then it kind of all came back. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so this is just going to be why we love the Leafs. You can spill it if you want into why you love hockey, but I guess first of all, Booch, if what's your... We'll start with, what's your earliest member, er, earliest member, earliest memory being a Leafs I fan? Being about, I think I was four years old, Dougie Gilmore came through a summer tour through Lethbridge at Burton Max for an equipment deal he was working on or something. And I remember my mom and dad taking me up there and standing in line for three hours, getting my picture taken with Dougie, getting a sweater signed. That kind of thing. Well, that's that's awesome. That's a hell of a lot better than mine. My earliest memory of the Leafs is going on down to, and any of the people that are around my age and maybe even Booch's age as well that grew up in the Tabor area that listened to the show remember good old Grand Video. <laughs> grand Video on forty forty eighth Street in Tabor. And I remember as a kid, I must have rented this goddamn movie half a dozen freaking times at least. It'd be like, my turn to pick a movie. And we'd go on down there and dad would be like, what do you want to watch? And I'd be like, the Leafs movie. And the, <laughs> and the movie I'm talking about, you would have heard the intro of it as the show kicked on. And that's the passion. What is it? The, like, the passion, passion that you know. Oh. Yeah. The, the, the 93. Is that the 93-94 Leafs one? 92-93. 92-93, yeah. The Passion Returns, sorry. Yes. Yeah, I remember watching that movie over and over again. And then I turned, got a little bit older, and my grandpa used to work for Nakamira, or worked for Nakamira Farms for 50 years. And when I was growing up, they had two set. They, I think that Nax actually had a box then. But then they also had season tickets for the workers. And I think two or three times I went with my grandma, my brother, my papa and we drive up to Calgary and we go to Flames games. So I was really young. My dad's a Leafs fan, so I was watching the Leafs. But then I started going to Flames games at like five. So it's just natural that you're going to watch a team live that you're just going to naturally attracted to that team. And then so that's ninety four, ninety five ish, and you see this little friggin' bastard flying around the ice, <laughs> like standing up to the waste of everybody and I just loved Flurry so I was a Flames fan for a long time and then and I was always kind of back and forth Flames and Leafs and I kind of turned myself off from the Flames and fully into the Leafs when Theo aforementioned Flurry that's how it ties it all in tried to make his comeback was probably one of the best players on the ice oh, the whole preseason for the Flames and they snipped them and I was like this <laughs> organization can suck my balls i'm out of here and I, yeah so that's when and of course us fans always say i'm done with this goddamn team i don't know how many times you've probably said this fucking team but we always come back so of course i am a flames fan as well 80 nights of the year now 
80 nights of the year all cheer for Calgary. The two nights they're playing the Leafs, they can get bent far as I'm concerned. But that, so that's my it earliest hurts memory. Me to say it, but I'll cheer for the Flames 80 nights of the year too. <clears throat> my dream would be Leafs Flames Stanley Cup final, seven games, Toronto wins it. And then the next year they can go again and Calgary will win. But <laughs> Toronto first, god damn it. <clears throat> <laughs> and then uh yeah, so that's I guess your earliest memory. You meet Doug Gilmore. I go down to some fucking second rate VHS store, rent a goddamn movie. But it it it, it doesn't matter how you got there. The mat all that matters is that we're there. Um I guess I can one-up you, though. I didn't get a watch a game in Maple Leaf Gardens, but I've been there. <laughs> I've been in the building. I bought a bag of chips, because it's a grocery <laughs> store now, but I've been to Maple Leaf Gardens, and I have had the privilege of going to the Air Canada Centre and watching a Leafs Senators game. That's probably my highlight, definitely my highlight so far. Much more to come, but yeah, I'd have to say going to Maple Leaf Gardens was pretty freaking sweet. I bet. But, um, so I guess, yeah, we'll go. What's the best on ice memory you've had so far in your 20? 20-ish years being a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Probably the 99 and 02 runs. I can get behind that. Both times we ran into hot goaltending, though. It's the way she goes. Hasek and Irbe. Yeah. And I think on paper... That's the story of everything running hot. Because I think on paper, well, we were definitely better. I think we were better then than both the Buffalo team and the Carolina team. Yeah. But I still think if we make that cup final, I'm pretty sure we still get spanked by Detroit. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I'd have to look at that 0-2 Detroit team. but Oh, it was good. But that I don't think that was the one with... Chelios and Hall and all them. That was yeah, later. Was. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Hall and all them came when Hasek was there. Oh, no, that was fucking Robitaille. And... I don't know. It could be a Debbie Downer. No, I'm not even going to put the blue and white goggles on. We would have probably got spanked by Detroit. because they... See, I'm not old enough to remember 93. I vaguely remember it. I remember a bit of 94. Yeah. All I got to say about 93 is thanks a lot, Carrie. Yeah. That just goes without saying. I don't even blame Frazier that much, even though he was kind of looking right at it. Well, I think I watched... I think I seen an angle where he wasn't looking right at it. I more blame those two spineless linesmen for not fucking calling anything. Two of them on the ice and neither one of them seen it. One of them had to have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, Detroit won in five, so. 
I'm just looking at the their teams there. Oh yeah, oh two, that was the Hasek one. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Fedorov, Hasek, Shanahan. Uh yeah, we're fucking right. We would have got smoked. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty good when you're Captain is Steve Eiserman and your alternates are Nicholas Lidstrom and Brendan Shanahan. <laughs> okay, who led them in scoring that year? God, scoring was down then, eh? Yeah. Shanahan led them in scoring at 75 points. Jesus. Fedorov, 68. Hall, 63. Lids. You know your team's good. When Luke Robitaille is sixth, no, fifth on your team in scoring. When Luke Robitaille is like a third or fourth line winger on your team, you know your team's good. And he had 30 goals. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he was playing second line wing. Oh. Shani was the first line, and then just by looking at this, I'd have to remember. But Or here's a good one. When Pavel Datsuk is your third line center. <laughs> <laughs> you know you got a good team. Sean Avery played thirty six games with that Wings team. Huh. What what a bob. Yeah, piece of shit. Like Yeah. Iserman sixth in scoring, but he only played fifty games. Yeah, Igor Larianov's your fourth line center. Holy Christ. I think. I'd have to look here. Or maybe he was third line and Datsuk was fourth line center. One of the two. Or Draper was in there playing wing. <laughs> Fuck, what a good team. That's four Hall of Fame centers, Chris Draper. <laughs> Larry Onoff's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Oh, right, he is too. And Datsuk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty... I, our O2 Leafs team was good. We weren't four fucking Hall of Famers deep. Let's see here. Shanahan, Hall of Famer. Fedorov, Hall of Famer. Hall, Hall of Famer. Lidstrom, Hall of Famer. Robitaille, Hall of Famer. Iserman, Hall of Famer. Larionov, Hall of Famer. Chelios, Hall of Famer. Datsuk, Hall of Famer. And Dominic Hasek and Nett, Hall of Famer. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Hall of Famers on their team. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have a salary cap now. And a Hall of Fame coach, too. The greatest coach that's of all time. <laughs> yeah, I'd say... Wow, that's amazing. I remember that Detroit team being good. I don't remember... I for, kind of forgot how, how good they actually were. Yeah. Perspective. I'll quickly pull up the 0102 Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't want it in freaking. Our leading goal scorer that year. I'll give you three guesses to guess who it was, but you'll only need one. Matt Sundy. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why, as I've gotten older, I have turned on Sundin from hating Sundin to respecting Sundin. He led the Leafs in scoring that year with 80 points in 82 games. 41 goals, 39 assists. Second in scoring on the team that year was Darcy Tucker at 59. So, <laughs> and then McGillney had a good year. He had 57 points in 66 games. 
But like, so I listed off their top nine scores and they're all Hall of Famers. Our top nine go as follows. Sundin, Darcy Tucker, Alexander McGilney, Michael Renberg, Robert Reichel, Gary Roberts, he's a Hall of Famer, Jonas Hoagland, Brian McCabe, and Tomas Caberlet, and Travis Green. Travis <laughs> Green. <laughs> was 10th on the team in scoring that year. And then Shane Corson, Ty Domi, Dmitry Yuskevich. Yeah, we didn't have a hope in hell. It's funny how you get older and you forget stuff. I kind of forgot that Tom Barrasso was a Leaf. <laughs> played four games in that year. Or here's a name from the past. Sebastian Sentomo. Sentomo. <laughs> Sentomo played one game. God, Cujo had a good year. Like, look at how the leagues changed. Like, he had a goals against average 2.23. It's pretty yeah. good. It's really good. Save yeah. percentage, 906. <laughs> then we did get to the playoffs, and Gary Roberts had 19 points in 19 playoff games that year. And this folk, oh, I forgot Sundin got hurt that year, too. Yeah. So then we definitely didn't have open hell of beating Detroit. No. But even Sundin, he only played in eight games, had seven points. So that's, well, we're kind of segueing. So yours was, yeah, those best memories you've had so far was that, that four-year stretch there from 99 to 02. Whew. <laughs> and we said on ice, right? Because I was going to say the best yeah. memory I have is us getting Austin Matthews. But <laughs> that's not on ice. Um. Like you said, you don't remember the 93 run. I barely remember it. I remember the 94 one more. Because I actually think the 94 team was a better team. And then fucking losing to Vancouver in the goddamn conference final. Yeah. I'd have to say the 94 run would be my favorite that I remember or... Or the fact that we live in Alberta, so up until this whole freaking fancy, stupid game center package came out, I didn't get to watch much Leaf games, except the yeah. Saturday night game. But one of my favorite memories was watching Sundin come across a blue line. 500. 500 with our future captain looking like a fucking pylon and just yeah. firing one past, I think, a future Hall of Fame goalie. <laughs> For a 500 and a game-winning goal when he wired one past Kipper to win the game. Yeah. So, so those are our best memories, Scott. Got to do better. Okay, um, let's have a little fun, if you will. Leaf player that you hated or couldn't stand the most. Oh, God. <laughs> Aki Bird. I figured you'd go there, and I mean, there's some obvious names that can go out there. Aki Berg. Does, does it need any more explanation to why? No. No, it's just, it's a fucking punchline. 
Have you ever looked up Aki Berg on Urban Dictionary? No, I can only imagine. <laughs> Anyone wants to laugh, look up Aki Berg on Urban Dictionary. I will I definitely. Think the word, I think the words useless and incompetent are on there. <laughs> I bet. And then, yeah, for me, it's like, oh, it's hard to, uh, so many come to mind, especially some goalies kind of from Cujo, like from the Cujo Belfort era to now the Freddie Anderson. A lot of names go through there that go without saying. But I think, honestly, my. Former Leaf, I can't stand the most, is Andrew Raycroft. And, <laughs> and it's not entirely his fault. <laughs> it's just because I watched that dumpster fire. I mean, and I will say at the time, it was a good trade. On paper, at the time the trade was made, it was probably a good trade. And that's why you don't say pick winners and losers of trades immediately. Because they get a Calder Trophy winning goaltender. For an unproven goaltender on paper, it's a good trade. You know what this goalie is. In hindsight, fuck, that was a bad trade. <laughs> and, and it's not all on Raycroft, but every time I hear the name Andrew Raycroft, the first thing that pops into my mind is the little, f the fucking guy they got, God, what's his, jeez, oh, now I'm so pissed off, I can't even remember his name. Tuka Rask that they got in freaking Boston. I'm like, God damn it, that could have been our fucking goalie. But then, folks, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Because you got to look at it, and this is how I'm going to bring it all back. If we keep him for that long and don't have all those dumpster fires of goalies along the fucking way, do we ever work our way back to Matthews? Do we ever get that bad? No. No. And it's not just Matthews. It's do ever we get that bad to get Nylander, Marner, all these higher picks. We never get that bad, so... That's the glass half full one in me. So I tried to pick an off the board one because, yeah, guys like Aki Berg, Mike Commissarek, Paul Ranger, Mart Martin Marinchin. <laughs> trying to think of some fucking forwards I have hated over the years. Jonas Hoagland. Hoagland. Goddamn. To think he was on the number one fucking line. Oh. Like to that? think I once seen a guy walking around a bar with a Jonas Hoagland jersey on, too. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> oh. And I guess we'll work it around now to... Favorite Leafs ever not named Gilmore or Clark. Not named Gilmore or Clark, eh? Well, Gilmore or Clark... Well, okay, if I would have said who's your favorite Leaf ever, who would you have said? Wendell Clark. Exactly. That's, most people around our age are going to say Gilmore or Clark, and I want to make it a little more, because I probably would have said Gilmore. So. Ty Domi. Why Domi? Because when you got a guy that's five foot eight fighting a guy like Bob Probert, one of the few enforcers to play a thousand games, he could give you double digits and goals. All his teammates liked him. Um, I agree. Hell of a book, too. I quite enjoyed it. Oof. Yeah, and Domi, it just goes without saying, to be 
At one point, I think he might even been considered the heavyweight champ. To be the heavyweight champ of the NHL at his size. Or, yeah, to fight Probert. I mean, Christ almighty, I'm five inches taller than Ty. And I wouldn't fucking fight Probert for a million bucks. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I love Domi. Basically love all our tough guys. You just, it's just part of hockey, and that's kind of what I miss. I miss the... Like, I miss the, you go into an arena and you see guys that are, skill-wise, better hockey players than you and me, because they all were. But you look at them and you're like, <laughs> skill alone ain't going to get that guy in the NHL, but guy's going to put his body on the line 82 nights a year for the skilled guys. And I miss that. I miss fighting in hockey. But... You could say the MVP of our lockout shortened season where we made the playoff. You could argue the MVPs were Oren McLaren. I was going to say McLaren for sure. McLaren was a fucking beast that year. <laughs> well, that was... No one ran us out of the building. No one messed with us. Kadri even said it. He felt 10 feet taller when those guys were on the ice. Like... Who was the th- or who was the other tough guy? Because Fraser, yeah, Fraser. Because it was the Blue Bombers, is what Grapes used to call him. That cost us that series when Fraser went down with a fractured skull. What year was that? That was the tw- what was Loco? Twenty thirteen? No, yeah, twenty fourteen. No, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. I'm just trying to pull up. I want to see how many penalty minutes those guys had in the. Do, 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 2012, 2013. I guess while I'm searching that up, I guess my favorite Leaf ever not named Clark or Gilmore would be. I remember having his mask on a little freaking goddamn thing that used to get from McDonald's. And I, I love goalies, and that would be Felix Bot, man. Just because. The mask, the pads, the style of play. When I was a kid, I just loved him. But my outlier, and will probably be a sweater I will get one day, and I will track this man down to get that signed, is Nikolai Borchevsky. I freaking love that. But I'm just just pulling up that leaf season. Yeah. Borchevsky! What a run for short little, the short career he had. Just pulling up the Leafs roster that year. There we go. Uh, Phil the Thrill had a good year. 58, 52 points in 48 games. Okay, let's see. Now this is impressive. Colton Orr played 44 games. How many penalty minutes do you think he had? 80. 155. Holy fuck. <laughs> to go along with four points. <laughs> And Fraser McLaren had 102 in 35 games. Um, Mark Frazier had 85 in 45. Phaneuf had 65 that year. 155 penalty. So in a full year, he'd be at about two. Let's see. Let me pull up the old fucking. So 82 divided by 44. Times 155. You have 288 penalty minutes in a full season. 
Yeah, that was... Ugh. I'm just gonna... There's a good one we go to when we talk about all things Leafs and why we love the Leafs, hate the Leafs. Worse feeling looking back now. The Gretzky no call in game 6, 93. Or the last 10 minutes of the third period of the 2013 round one against Boston. <laughs> Boston. <laughs> Me too, because I, I remember 93, but I don't remember it as vividly. I think we would have beat Montreal in the final. We were 2-0 and all against them that year. But in the 13 series, the two teams we would have played under the cup final, we played well against you all year, and Reimer was playing pretty good until the third period of that game. Even that being said, like he still like he gets dumped on that game. His goals against average in that playoff, is it a little high? 288 is higher than you'd like. His save percentage was 923 in that series. It's not, it's not Reimer's fault they fucking lost to Boston. There's still people that blame him for it. Like, that year he went 19-8. 19-8-5 yeah. and, and had a 924 save percentage and a 246 goals against average. It was his best... It's best year he had, but yeah, it's not his freaking fault. Fanoff, that's whose fault yeah, it is. Just take the penalty. Like <laughs> Reimer was dialed in there at points where, as long as he seen it, he was stopping the first shot anyway, and a lot of the time the second shot. That's why I said if Mark Fraser didn't get hurt, that series is totally different because Fraser would have been out there. Like yeah, no, I if agree. Fraser I would have cleared. I Fraser, what a clear friend of the net. I kind of forgot about Mark Fraser. He's just kind of a guy that gets lost in the shuffle of... Like, he's still playing pro hockey, but he's playing in the American Hockey League. No, well, his last status, he was with Bakersfield. Oh. Uh, but hasn't played in the NHL since 2015. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I agree with you because just based on our age, I bet you if you asked our fathers, they'd probably say 93. But that was just. So, like I was saying, that kind of speaks to me where I'm going with this is how you love a team like the Leafs is for for our life. Every one, maybe two good, like, good memories. We have so many freaking disasters like times when before the cap area before the full lockout lost season when we were could spend at the moon signing up fucking washed up players and peace teams to work trading our first round picks like every year yeah like, just a disaster. Like, the first name that comes to mind when I thought of that, and I'm pulling up his stats now, is after the first year. Oh, sorry, I guess this isn't a post-lockout era, but the first year after the lockout, when we decided to bring in a certain player from London, Ontario. <laughs> Eric Lindros. Hall of Famer, but he was he was a fucking shell of himself by then. 
he would have been, I don't know what, 12 fucking concussions. <laughs> I don't know how many he had by then. but I mean, I guess now that I look... You know what, I don't mind that that signing, actually, now that I look back. Because I thought we would have paid him big money, but he signed a one-year, $1.55 million contract. So, Jason Allison? Yeah, Allison. He scored 22 points in 32 games. Then he tore a ligament in his wrist. Then he missed 27 games. But he still had 22 points in 33 games for a $1.55 million. That's not bad. Not bad at all. And I actually feel worse looking now for the Rangers. Because they signed him to a big contract and that worked well in the first year. He had 73 points. And then the next year he only had 53 and 81. And then he only played 39th games for them yeah it was just like I said in our thing we're really trying to scrape memories together if you will because there was a good stretch in, our, in my early teen years and you're what the hell year were you born 91 91 so you're 8 to early teen years too yeah. I remember playing Ottawa a lot in the playoffs those were fun yeah Remember Cujo taking out a freaking referee, which, even though he slipped and fell, would probably get him 10 games now, at least this year. Capitan getting killed by Tucker. Yeah, but then, see, that's the thing about being a Leafs fan. It's like, yeah, Darcy got him, and then it's like, oh, yeah, fucking Ronick scored. <laughs> so, you take these great memories, and then it just, goddamn dumpster fire after. But the future's bright. That's what we're looking forward to. I'm still we're I really want this to be one of our final shows that we ever do on on the air here where we talk about the past if you will cuz I'm trying to look forward but I think it kind of worked perfectly after the dumpster fire last night. That was that game to kind of have some fun on the past. Well, or talk about the the good old days if you will. Or the good or old, good and or bad days, if you will, that that all us Leaf fans have suffered through for an eternity, it seems like. But for the first time in in a long time, there's light at the end of the proverbial tunnel, if you will. And yeah, the future, the future's bright. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know where I'm trying to go there. What have we what haven't we covered that you anything you want to talk about? Why you love the Leafs, anything we trying to think. Anyone remember Lonnie Bohannis? <laughs> He's been mentioned in the show. <laughs> That guy was an absolute beauty. Didn't he have a couple good... Just try to pull out here. Lonnie Vohannes. Yeah, we brought him up in the... couple episodes, I think. Come on! Fucking tell us, internet. He only played one year with the Leafs. Yeah. Well, he played seven games with the Leafs. <laughs> he scored three goals, though. 
Huh. Yeah, it's just like names like that you, that you remember guys come in like a bat out of hell and then they're poof. <laughs> they're gone gone. gone faster than they came in. Brandon Colson? Yeah. Trying to pull up some some good old flash in the pan player. I remember Brandon Colson because he wore number sixty seven. <laughs> Wasn't he from, like from California or something too? No, he's Canadian. Who the hell's the one from California I'm thinking of? I don't know. Looking up some old names too. Andrew Hammond <laughs> for the Senators. 20 games and 24 starts. He won <laughs> an eight, eight, around 83 per, 833 win percentage. <laughs> hey, Joey Crab. Joey Crab. Wow, there's one. Scored one of the nicest goals I ever seen. <laughs> the Alaskan Crab or King Crab or whatever the hell they called him. Joey crap. Fuck, I forgot about him. <laughs> that shows how bad we were. Eh? He scored 11 goals one year. <laughs> huh. God, he played with the Atlanta Thrashers. Huh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... I don't know. Do you Kalmski has a flash in the pan player? I'm gonna have to. Pull he up. had a couple good years, so scored I scored forty one year. Nikolai. Did he? I think so. Off the board. Fucking stupid goddamn Russian names. <laughs> Nikolai Borchevsky. No, he scored thirty. Sorry. Scored thirty. His rookie year with the Leafs. 34 goals and 40 assists in 78 games. And then in 94, he only had 14. And then he went back to Russia. And then he came <laughs> back to Toronto. Oh, and yeah, he came back. <laughs> yeah, he went to play for the Moscow Spartak for nine games. And then he came back to Toronto, played 19 games, score, went to Calgary, or got traded to Calgary, played eight games, didn't score. Went to Dallas the next year, played 12 games, and was gone. But So he played 162 games in the NHL, scored 49 goals, had 73 assists. One of my uh, favorite memories, though, was his goal against Detroit. Now, is it the goal, the call, or frickin' what Brian Papinaw or whatever <laughs> on the frickin' bench just squirt water bottle in the air? All three. <laughs> That was a, I wish I would have been old enough to remember that rather than seeing YouTube videos of that. Clark demolishing McSweeney. Yeah, and basically, God, Clark making it so Gilmore could have a 20-foot circle around him. <laughs> Literally, if you watch those playoffs, 
nobody touched Dougie because Wendell would have fucking killed them. That's basically <laughs> exactly what he said. Yeah. Or even earlier, Wendell Clark's hit on Bruce Bell. <laughs> the funny thing about Bruce Bell is, and we both know because we've played hockey against them, he's a punchline now and a joke. And all his NHL career is remembered is for getting absolutely destroyed by Wendell. But then you get on the ice with the guy, even if it's in beer league hockey, and it's like, you watch him play, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can see why this guy made it to the NHL. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when you're on the ice with him, you flip the puck out of play and go to the bed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Wendell. he pl- he played like in his defense. A lot of people think it was that hit, and then he was done. But w- was that hit in eighty five, eighty six, or eighty six, eighty seven? Eighty six, eighty seven. So then he he played the next year. He played thirteen more games with the Rangers, and then in eighty nine, ninety, played one more game with the Oilers. But he played pro up until ninety seven, ninety eight. So. And he had 76 points in 209 NHL games. He just was never the same. Yeah, you get rock like that. Like, I'm still trying to figure out how the hell he ended up in Lethbridge. Like, he's from Toronto. (laughs) Huh. It's kind of crazy. His best year in junior was his 16-year-old year. Played in the OHL as a 16-year-old. He had 29 points in 67 games. Jesus. Yeah, but he is most definitely known for getting absolutely destroyed by Wendell. Wendell Clark's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, too. I've heard it's it's usually those tough guys that are like the the most humble, gentle people. Like, you ever watch Brian McGratton talk? He yeah. seems like this nice, calm... You get him on the ice, and he was... One of the toughest guys in the league. God, I love going through some of these old, like guys that played a long time in the minor. Some of these teams, like the Kalamazoo Wings and <laughs> Kalamazoo Wings, the Brantford Smoke of the what the fuck league is that? The C O H L, the Colorado. No, I don't even freaking know what, where the hell are the Brantford Smoke. What the hell is the C O H L? Oh, Bell played that year, and he was the assistant coach. <laughs> oh, it, it became the UHL, the United, the United Hockey League. Huh. Crazy. Anyone else remember Christian Hansen too? Did he, he play for? Did he play in Vancouver? He was a Leaf. Really? Who the hell am I thinking of then? Which? Ha- Yannick Hansen. Yannick Hansen, yeah. Christian Hansen was Dave Hansen's kid from the movie Slapshot. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember him playing for the Leafs, but like you said, you watch these... You watch teams long enough, it's like, Jesus, some of these guys. Christensen. Nine goals in four NHL games. Played... We saw- hey, only ever played with the Leafs. We signed him the same year we signed Bozak. <laughs> well, one word. 
I still say that's the best free agent signing ever, or college free agent signing ever. I tried to think of some more, but they got a lot of bang for their buck there. Jesus Christ, that Hanson was a big guy. Yeah. 6'4", 228. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 09... See, and I don't even remember him. Maybe that's just at a time in fucking... My life there, I was trying to block out. I, I remember because his dad showed up at one of the games and the Hanson brothers were all there. Oh, okay. In Calgary. Ooh, pulled up that year. God, we were a bad team. Phil Kessel led the Leafs in scoring with 55 points in 70 games. That's a really good year. Tomas Aberle was second on the Leafs, 49 points. Alexi Ponikarovsky, third on the team with 41. Matt Stajan, fourth on the team in scoring with 41. Nikolai Kuleman had 16 goals, 20 assists in 78 games. Grabowski, Hagman, Stempniak. I retract. My most hated Leaf ever was on this fucking team. Okay. He was tied with Bozy. For scoring on that year's team, Bozy only played 37 games. He played 56, played center, had 10 goals and 60, sorry, 10 goals and 16 assists from Moorhead, Minnesota. No idea. Started with the Kings, went to the Islanders, came to the Leafs, went to the Ducks. No idea. Jason Blake. <laughs> Why was he your most hated? I just, I couldn't fucking stand him for some reason. I didn't like him, and I mean, I probably because the year before we got him, he scored forty fucking goals for the unders, and then we got, and then it took him two years combined to get to forty goals in Toronto, and then his last year in Toronto, he had scored ten fucking goals. <laughs> I just didn't like anything about that guy, and I f completely forgot about him. Or freaking Jeff Finger. Jeff Finger, <laughs> the three and a half million dollar man. Oh, and we had the sh the crappier Primo brother, or Primo brother. I forgot about him. God, this team sucked. Garnet Exelby. You know you're bad when Garnet Exelby plays 51 games. How did we only finish ninth worst in the league that year? <laughs> With this dumpster fire of goaltending. Well, Jaguar had a good year. But he only played 15 games. But it was the other combination that played the other games. Jonas Gustafsson, a 902 save percentage. 42 games. Joey McDonald, an 892 and 6. Vesa fucking Toscala. <laughs> Listen to this fucking 26 games, a 3.66 goals against average, and an 874 save percentage. He might be my most hated fucking leaf ever. Yeah, he's up there for me, too. Jesus. Anytime you let a goal in from the other team's fucking center circle or face off circle, you're bad. 
Corey Hirsch was our goaltending coach that year? Huh. Yeah, you got fun. And my most hated fucking Leafs team of all time. I don't think so. The year we finished dead last. 15-16 was my hated Leafs team of all time. Yeah, see, I see the light at the end of the tunnel because that got us somewhere. That fucking 20. Oh. <laughs> what about this team? Oh, jeez, we had a better round. <laughs> Jesus, what another bad team. Clark MacArthur, 2010-2011, second on the team in scoring. Ooh, is there some? Oh, that was the year Versteeg played in Cal... Oh, oh, Versteeg was on the team, so they're not my most hated Leafs team. And I think that was the year we traded Caberlet and ended up getting... Colborn. Yeah. Corbinian Holzer. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Matt, yeah. Matt Fratton, that's a guy. No, he's from Edmonton. Who the fuck's that goddamn guy I'm thinking of from California? Could have sworn there was a guy that played for the Leafs in the last 10 years that was from California. Oh, here's a good name, Luca Caputi. <laughs> Reimer that year, though, Jesus, 2.6 goals against average, 921 save percentage. And he only got in 37 games. That guy might be, like, my fifth favorite Leaf of all time. I loved him. We're in a better place now, though. Oh, yeah, here's the year we, we finished better in Montreal. Oh, Matthew Lombardi. Fuck. Skate like the wind. Couldn't put a puck in a soccer net. <laughs> Keith Ollie. Now, I still... You know what? In If this guy would have been born in 1969 instead of 1989, he might have been a hell of a defenseman. Yeah. He just couldn't fucking skate. <laughs> We had a lot of them, didn't we? We did. But he still managed playing 167 games. And for a guy his size, he sure didn't like to hit people. <laughs> like, looking at his last year, though, with the Wheaties, he had freaking 33 points in 58 games. Yeah. I think I remember watching him play in junior. Because it's hard to... Uh, not see a six six fucking guy skating around in junior hockey. Was he on that Wheaties team in 07-08? Yep. I remember him. They had the Twin Towers on the back end because Lethbridge played him in the first round of playoffs. They had Ollie, who was 6'6", six, six, and this McHugh guy that was 6'6". Six, six. Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll kind of... Six fucking Christ goes to the can't teach size. So I guess we'll... This didn't quite turn into um, a complete love thing. It just turned into a complete ramble thing. But that's kind of what happens. And as all you know that do listen to the Leafs. I guess for most of us there's, uh, there's more negative memories so far than positive ones. But... Like I said, the future is bright. Hopefully Babs bag skating the boys. Or I don't even think they did a bag skate because those don't work, but it was just a practice. Lights a fire under their ass. 
And FYI, we do play Pittsburgh right away. We play them on Saturday. Nice. So this works out good because, yeah, we play Buffalo tomorrow. So that's a game you should win. You should come out. And then we don't play again until Saturday. So, yeah, we won't have much to cover. In that week, we might really have to thoroughly break down two games. But, um, yeah, so. Ooh, to wrap it up. Favorite least coach ever? Pat Burns. Can't argue it. I'm going to say Pat Quinn because I remember the Pat Quinn years more. Both of them rest their, bless their souls. Yeah, yeah, rest in paradise. We'll be thinking of you when we take your, have the old parade. And to wrap it up, favorite leaf before your time. Before my time. Tiger Williams. Not a bad pick. I'll go with I'll go with my dad's favorite player ever and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and I met him in person. Number 7, Ian just kidding. Lanny McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Ian White. <laughs> Ian didn't know if he was a forward or a defenseman. Why? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I'm going to say Lanny McDonald. Just because I met him one time at a Flames game. And the guy, my buddy's friend, set it up. Or my buddy's dad set it up. And everybody in our section was losing their mind. And all of a sudden I look over and I'm like, holy shit, that's Lanny McDonald. And then he comes over and he shakes my hand. He's like, you must be Brody. I'm like, <laughs> Like, holy shit, Lanny McDonald knows my name. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't know if you have anything else. Favorite least piece of memorabilia you own? Probably my signed Wendell book. <laughs> Yours? That's a toss-up. Either the signed Wendell sweater or the signed Matthew sweater. Yeah, 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 Mr. Fucking Money Bags with your fancy. No, I don't have much of the, the old memorabilia. I wish we lived in Ontario so we could go to more signings. But for now, yeah. it is definitely the signed Wendell book. Until I get... My 44 sweater sign. Well, or your yeah. Borchevsky. Or by Borchevsky, yeah. Favorite, <laughs> favorite Leaf on the current roster? Excluding the big three, like the young three? You can pick the young three if you want. We'll do... I'm going... You can go one or with the big three and without the big three. Mine's the same either way. Nazem Kadri. Kadri, that guy's been through hell and back with this organization. That's true. He's probably the one I respect the most. Mine's 44. Either way. 44. 22 are my favorite Leafs. And then Marner. But, Kadri, yeah. 
Kadri and then Matthews. No, not Zaitsev. Riley. Freddie. I want to say Matthews because he's the most skilled. But he's almost so skilled he's boring to watch. Because he's just <laughs> so fucking good. I'd have to put Marner before because he's so goddamn fun to watch. It's fun to watch. Like, they say he's listed at six feet tall or whatever, and I'm... That's a load of bullshit. Maybe six feet tall on his skates. If he's six feet tall, then I'm six two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just fun to watch. So fun to watch. So, yeah, that was our random jumping all over the place trying to figure out what the hell we're talking about. And eventually, maybe by episode 250, if we ever get there, we'll actually show some sort of resemblance of knowing what the hell we're talking about. And coming through clear as day. But as we wrap up the show, if you don't have anything else you want to add... Go Canes, go. <laughs> yeah, go Canes, go. As they make their push to the playoffs. Well, they're in the playoffs, so they plan their push for the playoffs. And make sure tomorrow on that note, you watch on Facebook Live if you're listening to this before it comes out. And or download Canes this week, as we've mentioned before. They don't need to plug us or whatnot, but I plug content I quite enjoy. And I really like their show, so definitely check them out. And like I said before, if you like wrestling, all things old school, check out my other show, the Jabroni Jabber podcast featuring Brody and Nick, where we talk all things old school wrestling and take a heaping pile of shit on all things current wrestling. (laughs) But on that note, follow the show on Twitter at Raking the Least Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at bcampbell65. You can follow Booch on Twitter at... ChickenSoupy772. And make sure you subscribe, like, leave comments, all that stuff on iTunes, SoundCloud. Just don't tell us to go die, please. (laughs) Yes. Constructive criticism, please. And, yeah, so check us out all on there. And, as always, stay beautiful, Leafs Nation, and go Leafs, go. (laughs) 